0: Hi, Mira. How are you today? I'm um,
1: well. How are you? I'm good. You
0: know, this is our first episode, so it's it's for us to share who we are today and to other educators that may not know who we are. So um, I'm going to let you leave this, you know? So, Mira, tell us who <laughs> you are as an educator.
1: <laughs> well, I first of all, Uh, teaching is not what I wanted to get into at all. It was nowhere on my list of careers. What I wanted to do was um, become the first female Caribbean journalist, anchor, just traveling the world, reporting the news. And you know, it's a whole long, boring story why that never came to fruition. But I did get into teaching and I taught for a number of years in New York City for the Department of Education there. And then I moved to Texas and have done another few years here. And you know, it is one of those jobs where, or it's one of those careers where there is never a dull moment. There's (laughs) never a dull moment and no two days are ever the same. And you know, I, I enjoy what I do. There are some challenging days, but you know, along the way, you get to meet amazing students and, and have these great experiences. But then I also get to meet fabulous people like you, yes, a of other teachers on my team. And you know, you, you, you're not you're more than just a colleague now, you're, you're part of my family, so that's me. Mm, okay, well, what about you? My, my, uh, let's see.
0: Well, I always wanted to be in the classroom teaching and um, dictating. Like, you do this, you do that. I used to boss my little cousin and <laughs> act like I was a teacher when I was little. So I think that was just like, oh, okay, we're going to push in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I started education a little bit late. I don't think it was necessarily late, it just wasn't a traditional path. I I did tutoring um, after I graduated. I have students with ACT, SAT, things of that nature. And then I finally got to travel to Houston and start my career in the classroom. And that's where I discovered who I was as a leader in education. Um, I met some amazing educators that allowed me to um, experience, observe, and just grow. One thing I like about education is the students. Like, oh my God, the first day I stepped in the classroom, I met some unique humans that (laughs) made me smile, made me mad, made me go like, oh my God, why am I here type of thing. But I always returned because I had a commitment. It just felt like that was my commitment to make sure that I give them all that I had. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to do that like effectively, like without my colleagues, like especially you and my, my, you know, our team, like our team, very unique, very diverse. <laughs> However, it was something there that they offered to me. And I, I, just, I just grew in it, you know, it was something that I love. And now look at me now, my fifth year in education, I'm looking like, yes, let's go, what's the next year? And this year, oh my God, Mira, this year, It's like my first day in education. Like It was like a reset button. I felt like this year, I didn't know where to begin, where to even find myself and see myself in because it's so unpredictable every day. And do you feel that way? Like, is this your first year? Like, seriously,
1: (laughs) is is it just me? (laughs) And no, trust me, I, I share that same sentiment. It feels as though I just graduated from grad school and was dunked into this virtual teaching. And you know, this is our this is our new normal. It's not is really not what we're used to, but you know, like with everything else, I guess we we just have to roll with it. And make the best out of a situation that really is out of our control. And, mm-hmm. I, and I know that's easier said than done. I mean, God knows. I, I know that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the good thing is I've been able to, um, you know, like connect with you, connect with my other uh, colleagues on my team. And being able to do that and, you know, we all we we all share that same feeling. So it's not like I am the only one who feels that way. Mm-hmm. It is a shared sentiment, and we help each other. We we really do help each other. We see and feel the, the struggle, and it has been it has definitely alleviated some of that stress
0: mm-hmm. and
1: made it a bit more manageable.
0: Yeah, because I was. Know?
1: Yeah, because I was thinking
0: about like, there's moments when, uh, you know, because you're virtual and I can't see you, but there's moments (laughs) when you call me and and I will feel like hopelessness. Like I felt like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like I don't even know my purpose no more. I feel like what I do is just, it doesn't even, I just feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel so lost. But when I talk to you and it's like... Mm -hmm. Mira, this this is this is how I feel. And you know me, I'm always should be hello, good morning. <laughs> you know, that's me. And when you catch me in the moments and you be like, Renee, what it is, come on, tell me what it is. And I'm just like, I'm about to change my career. Maybe maybe I'm maybe this is not it. I, I'm looking at this application, and you always remind me my why. And even though I'm not able to see my students it's like, okay, they're going to come back eventually. And that's my why and why I'm here. And so I need I need those phone calls from you, you know? And I, that's why I'm like, how can educators be in their own island and survive? Like, right. if if you're out there and, you, and you're on your own and you say that with passion, like, let me know how you survive because I, I won't be able to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hearing your voice and I know vice versa when you're in your situation and when I hear you and
1: yeah. Thankfully, I'm in a
0: positive setting. Cause you know, once I'm like, you know, like Mira, when I'm pissed off, I can't give you positive solutions. <laughs> I let you know up front. Because I can be very toxic. Yes, I, to, I, I could be toxic <laughs> and I'm thankful I'm able now to identify that as a as a human. and right now I'm in right. a toxic situation. I can't give you good advice. So don't
1: right. so walk away.
0: <laughs> but when I am in a good place, I'm able to, you know. I guess be that lifesaver, as you been the lifesaver for me. Um, but let's let's go back to uh, who we are in experiences. You know, we got a little deeper with the virtual. <laughs> but I'm thinking, how do you see yourself in your classroom? Like, can you give us a, a visual in your own words, how your classroom is?
1: Well, I mean, my classroom, or at least I start off the year pretty much. Um, and, you know, again, I just I just want to preface that I i am not a perfect teacher. I'm not a perfect human. So the way I go about something is just the method of my madness that just works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm very, very structured in my classroom. I like things to flow in a manner where the kids they know they know after the second third week okay this is how my teacher is boom 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 this is what we do and there are no surprises and if they have if there is a moment where there's a surprise I always try to let them know that listen I I understand how you feel I know you don't want to take this quiz or this test or this assessment we just did an assessment two weeks ago i know you're overloaded but i you know i, I want to get them to see that you know there, there's a value for everything that mm-hmm. we do and you know and, and i know you've heard me say this so many times but i treat every single one of those students who who crosses my path as if they were my own children because when my kids go to school I expect and hope that those teachers give it give them so much information that you know they they, they just don't know what to do with it other than just absorb it all
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's what I do with my with my students who are my kids when I'm there. Yes. I agree with that. I, and, and I, yeah, and, and there are certain moments where I'm, I'm not always holding their hand because when they come in from, when they make that transition from eighth grade to ninth grade, they immediately label themselves as high school. And they're teenagers, rightfully so. So when they make that transition, I mean, they don't want to have someone being that helicopter teacher all the time. They want to feel some kind of independence, some kind of, Volition to make certain choices, and I kind of throw them out in the deep, and they—if they swim back, it's because they need that little extra help, that extra scaffolding, and they get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Those who don't, I know how to to proceed thereafter. Mm -hmm. So that's my my classroom. You know what? What about you? you Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. What you meant to (laughs) say? No, I was gonna ask you when you were in the classroom like what was it for you because my class my my classes were so um like i said boom 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 and then i come to your room for (laughs) any variety of reasons and kids they they're learning they're happy they're so carefree relaxed but again they're learning so what how was your classroom My classroom, okay,
0: let's just be, I'm going to be honest with you. There are procedures in my madness. I'm definitely going to say that, like, the way you come in my classroom, the way you get things, my uh, mini lessons, uh, they knew exactly how my mind worked. Like, it took a couple weeks for my students to realize, okay, she's not crazy, crazy. She's just crazy. Like, (laughs) and... (laughs) For me, I felt like in order for me to learn, and I think which is a lot how we learn, which we think this is what's great for the students. But for me, I felt like you got to be comfortable. There's got to be your second home where you can um, express your thoughts, have a safe space and be able to be who you are, but yet at the same time grow. Like when you, when you walk mm-hmm. in this classroom, you walk in this classroom as who you are today. But at the end of the year, you're going to walk away from my class a new person, a new individual. Right. And I want you to become an independent thinker. That's what my goal is always. And so, right. like, you know, plenty of times when you walk in my classroom, kids are laying on the floor or they have flashlights and <laughs> they're reading. I tried to find, because I had those reading classes, and that's where the students right. were struggling readers, didn't want to read, hate books. Ma'am, do not put words in front of me. So I had to be creative mm-hmm. for my students, like, I had to think outside the, the the dorm of the the traditional way. So yeah. I took risks. And I'm very grateful that I had a, a principal and I had you and Manny to uh, allow me to be me as an educator. Because my first year, mm-hmm. I was very, like, if I wanted to do something, I was going to do it. You, I don't care how many years you had, I'm going to take a risk and do it. You know that was me. Correct. And it was because I built that relationship with my students to where I know, like, I gotta take this risk and try it out because it's worth, it's worth it. Right. And if it doesn't work, right. then I know how to uh, adjust, you know, readjust to fit in the needs of yeah. my students. Um, I just yeah. wanted to have fun. I wanted a clear space where you can think and you can just explore different ideas and themes in literature. So right. that was my class. Like, I just wanted them to embrace
1: who they were. And who they are. And I think now. all these students did. Yeah. I think, I think many of these students did. And they always, you know, came back to you if they saw you in the hallway or you know, whatever it was, they they always made sure to come back and, and show that appreciation to you. So that's that's beautiful. Yes, and you know what?
0: I honestly. It's so funny, because I used to always notice, uh, seeing my students, like, you know, they go to uh, the 10th grade, they, they go on 10th grade, they always come by and say, hey, you know, and they're they like, mm-hmm. I miss your class. But it <laughs> yes. wasn't just me, it was you as well. It was many as well who had students want to sit by and just talk and just be immersed in our um, our space because we built that yes. connection with our uh, students. And that's where I think for you and I, we know that building relationships with our students is the key to breaking that yes. uh, wall down, especially with our hard students. Like those ones yes. that, that, that walk in, like they bad, like you can't break me, miss, blah, 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 whatever, shut down, mm-hmm. disruption, you know? But once you yes. find what's inter- like just intriguing to them, it's like I got you wrapped around my fingers and you don't even know it, but keep on, you know, come
1: closer. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is. It, it, you're absolutely correct because it's those, you know, those, those, uh, not rough, but those different behaviors that from certain, you know, from various students I would always gravitate to because. I mean, I I always believe and I still believe that there is no bad kid, Mm -hmm. you know, the environment or whatever situation cause them to react a certain way. And, you know, we always have to be mindful of, yeah, we always have to be mindful of how we approach them, how we speak to them and and how we go about building that relationship because... You know these kids, especially the ones you know in 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 our district and in so many districts similar to ours, where they come from situations that no one, no human being should have to endure. But once those relationships are made, I mean, is is just it's cemented in them. It's it. There's mm-hmm. an unbroken bond that's there, and. You know, we see this, and I, I say see, you know, uh, metaphorically, we see these um, internal motivation just build and build, mm-hmm. and they want to do so much more.
0: And you know, so that, um, I, I agree with you with that because, you know, we always compare or we're so immersed in who we are that we forget. People come from different backgrounds. Um, their culture is mm-hmm. very different. And and if you come from a different culture, you, you're gonna think differently. You're gonna gravitate to uh, knowledge differently. And as teachers and as myself and you, I know that we're more culturally responsive to our students because we know they come from a different background. And yes, we may not understand it, but we make time to understand. In a, you know, as far as I yeah, see you every day, I want to understand how are you living? Like, where where do you do? How do you communicate with your parents? Because sometimes I used to thought this girl was so rude. What? Like, we used to call her name. What? Mm-hmm. What you want? Like, what, I'm good over here. Like, it was so sassy. And I, I really thought she was being rude. But then when I thought about it, I said, let me just pull it back. I shouldn't take that personal. And that's one thing I, got, I had to work on for me, not taking things personal. And so when right. I I realized that's how she communicate with her people, you know? And that doesn't look like a disrespectful way. But, you know, old school, it's like, it's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, yes, sir. It, hey, mm-hmm. you just laugh in a quick if, if I would have yeah. to my mom what? So that's correct. I think that that's why I believe that it made us to be who we are, which are amazing teachers. I feel like everybody's amazing and right. It's just that yeah. you have to find out what is your strength and how can you continually um make that bigger than what it is now today. So Mm-hmm. I, man we have evolved like from the first time I met you to now <laughs> ladies and gentlemen let me tell you guys something <laughs> I first walked in the building and I saw Mira and she's all assertive and she don't play no games of uh, mentality and I'm looking like good morning hello and she looks at me knock <laughs> her head and go- and close the door I was like <gasps> And it was so funny because I really was like, I don't know how to, okay. So every morning I still did it again <laughs> and again. <laughs> and, and I realized, and after I realized I started talking to you, it was annoying you. And I was like, yes, look, I was annoying you didn't even know it. Yes, because you annoyed me by just being, uh, okay, good morning. Anyway, next, let's get, keep it going. It was so funny. But then when I realized afterwards man, you have the biggest heart, like the most mushiest person, more mushy than me, ladies and gentlemen. And I I was like, oh my God, this human heart is bigger than mine and I love it. And it's like, I understood your madness though, seriously. Because at first I was like, oh, she's so structured, she's so strict and this is boom, 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 boom. But I realized our students, our type of students that we uh, have, they love structure that helps them um, be organized and to gravitate into that learning and become independent learners. So that first year, I didn't understand your madness, but as I learned to love you and collaborate with you and really know who you are and your purpose, those things that you was doing that I didn't understand, I began to implement my next year. Like that boom, 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 boom. And it made a difference in my classroom. It really did, you know? so that is that's beautiful thank you 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 know you're welcome thank you I took it like it was mine you know (laughs) thank you (laughs) but no but seriously sometimes as educators we we uh open our doors for our students and we close the door and that's it Mm -hmm. and you do what you know what you've learned continually over and over and over I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying once you open that door and you listen to other teachers and what they're doing and you have opportunities to go in their classroom, observe, oh my God, you're going to learn so much. And you're going to want to say, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. Yes. I'm like the thief in the night. Thank you. And then when you come to my classroom, (laughs) yes, it's mine.
1: (laughs) No, but... um... You know, it's, it's really funny you mentioned that first time we met because I remember it very clearly. Um, another uh, uh, <laughs> a colleague, Manning, who we both both know, um, did bring me across the hall because you were right across from me, and introduced introduced us. And you are correct; I was very um, well. I was expressionless. I didn't. I, I really. I came. You know do what I have to do and, and leave. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, as Renee says, she is that, hello, good morning. How are you today, person? (laughs) And I mean, that is, that is her without any caffeine in her system. So imagine when she has caffeine in her system, but, you know, I just, I I really wouldn't care for it. And, And even to this day, she could see the, uh, aggravation on my face when she says it and that makes us say it even more mm-hmm. and, and even happier than before <laughs> but you know what she probably doesn't know is that you know that kind of is a, a bit of a balance for me with with how I proceed with my day and it, it sets the tone you know, mm. it, it really does make a difference. And when the kids hear her in the hallway, because you could hear Renee from the end of the loud. Oh just, my God. Am I loud? Just, <laughs> yes, we won't, we won't. Um, but they could hear her from the end of the hallway and just, you know, hi, how are you? And asking about their morning, getting them, you know, to start the day on the right foot. And it makes a difference to them because some of our kids, not all of them, but some of our kids, you know, they they don't see a family member or a loved one when they go to sleep at night or their night is, you know, was a rough one. Mm-hmm. And then they wake up the next morning. They have to kind of pull themselves together, to try to mentally, you know, bring all those broken pieces and, and make it into one whole piece. And they come to school and you know school is their safe haven yes and so you know going back to relationships those the relationships we f- formulate with our kids with our students it it is so meaningful not just to them but to us and you also mentioned something about you know just taking a risk and how you took certain ri- been teaching 15 years, and last school year I did come to you when I was having a, a, a genuine problem with a reading class. I had mm-hmm. all the behavioral, you know, issues in one room with me, and I didn't know how to approach it. Nothing that I did seemed to work because just I felt like I was hitting a brick wall every single day. and when you and I spoke and you, you know, you advised me to approach it differently. That it took me out of my comfort zone, Renee. Like, I mean, me saying that when I'm very rigid with certain things, mm-hmm. for me to come out of that comfort zone, it took all of me. But I, I tell you, it was worth it because those kids, you know, they, they, I miss that I didn't have any closure with them before we went on this this lockdown for this pandemic. I, I truly miss them.
0: Yeah, and you know what's so crazy? Just thinking about your class, like I remember when I used to walk in the first uh, two weeks mm-hmm. of that class and it was so cold. Mm-hmm. The students they didn't understand. One, they don't want to be in your classroom. uh, You know what I'm saying? They don't want to be in there. It's reading. The title of the class itself is like already saying, I'm a kid that can't read. They already feel discouraged. So I I understood your struggle because I, like I said, I was teaching reading and that class was my biggest challenge, but it left me loving those kids more at the end. Mm -hmm. And after you took my advice and you uh, took that advice and you made it, you made it for your class. After that, I walk in your classroom. Oh my God, man, them kids will fight for you. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so serious, you guys. One kid was like, Miss, I will, I will break somebody they come from come from here, like Miss Mira, like. And I'm looking like, who, who tried her, Miss? Because I want to help too. <laughs> we about to go. No, but they. <laughs> They they took you in and they were so protective. Even though I was the little skills that that one had an attitude, mm-hmm. even though she she had that attitude with you, baby, don't let her hear about somebody want mirror yep. because she's coming for them. <laughs> yeah. You built a a second family in that reading class, and I I really do I agree with you. I hate that y'all wasn't able to uh, have a true closing. It would be so worth the while to have that opportunity, which I, I doubt we'll ever have. But I hope that those kids know that, man, you poured every bit of you in that classroom, and I think they do know because, like I said, they was they was about that life for you.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, they. It, it took a while, but you know, one of the things I really want um, to get across in this in this little this podcast that we're doing is that. You know, as as even though fifteen years of teaching may not seem as long to some, because we have some who have been doing this all their life, and I mean they're amazing mm-hmm. at what they do. But for me, fifteen years is long. Um, even doing it for those number of years, we still need as educators. We still need to be open to hear a different approach mm-hmm. to our craft, because. You know, sometimes we we think we do know it all as as teachers, but that one little bit of get out of your comfort zone, get a little bit uncomfortable, can make the world of difference. And so, yes, you know, I I will always hold that moment very close to my heart because it it meant a lot. It transformed, like you said, it transformed those students, it transformed that room, and it transformed my approach to those kids and mind you i saw them every day you know i saw them for reading and then for english the next day and so forth Mm -hmm. but in the moments that we had those reading classes it was as if all the other subjects didn't exist you know that Mm -hmm. that was just our space that no one could penetrate and they all felt comfortable enough to, to say how they felt about certain things to to ask about certain things and you know we there were there were controversial topics that came up that we saw in in some of the literature we we read they read mm-hmm. but it was it was a it, it was great it, it was just a great experience
0: Yeah, you you. uh, And that's one thing I liked about your class. You build a platform for student voices. You made it clear your voice matter. And that's why they they love that class, because there were issues that they were here, but they didn't have that um, time or space to really articulate their feelings. But you created that for them. Right. And they were able to hear their peers as well. Like hearing your peers talk about situations and, and controversial topics
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a, um, educated setting. Yeah. I mean, that's where you grow. Yep. I agree. So I know that, uh, we have a lot to talk about and that is why we created this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a lot of things that two insecure teachers have to talk about. <laughs> and, before before we leave, I would just like to share this quote. And I don't know, Mira. I swear to God, I don't know if I uh, heard this quote. I think I've heard a quote, and then I just took what I liked about it, and I, I just, I just okay. made it mine. So I'm going to share this, and we're going we're going to end this podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> the quote is this: An individual can change their mind, but a group of people can cultivate a generation and the reason why I share that quote because if you notice in our podcast as we talk in this episode we always go back to collaborating and open our doors to other educators it is so important for us as educators to um, be vulnerable and reach out and support one another. So, like I say, the only reason why I'm surviving is because of my colleagues, especially my my girl, my best friend Mira. So, thank you so much <laughs> for keeping me, for keeping me in this in this uh sector. Because, baby, I I'm serious. I would have been like, what other career could I do though? Okay, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm stuck. We, here. we balance
1: each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's good. We balance each other. So, is there any last words you want to say, Mira, before we end this
1: podcast? um i just hope that you know people hear what we have to say listen to what we have to say and know that um you know we we, we're all here we're learning we're growing and they're not as far as the other educators go they they're not alone in their feelings and we do hope that they will either email or reach out to us and just share some of, of what they're going through. Happy moments, sad moments, anything. Awesome. you know?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. So uh, we're going to have uh, more episodes. Um, the next episode, we're going to focus more on um, a good topic that I think everybody want to listen and hear our thoughts on. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys for listening and just being able to share our conversation with you guys. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, have a good one.